It's Sunday, and you know what? Jesus Christ is still on the throne. This is your moment. I'm Ricky Allen. First, giving all honor to God, we thank you for being with us this morning because he has risen. He has risen indeed. What a blessing and a praise that is to know that we serve a risen Savior. Let's get to it. Matthew 26, verses 36 through 39. And we're talking about how to get to the other side of victory. Now, you didn't realize there were two sides of victory, but this morning we're going to go over how to get to the other side. Matthew 26, starting with, with the 36th verse. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. O oh Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you just for the opportunity to bear witness to a world that has lost its way. The truth, the fact, the good news that you're alive and well. That you're still making things happen in this world. A world that has rejected you, yes. But through your believers and through your power, which is everywhere at any given time, you are making things so visible to people that you are indeed the risen Savior. Now, Lord, bless this message. Bless those who receive it. And come forward and push me back. And let said whatever needs to be said at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Recently, I received my final Navy evaluation. This month is my final month in the U.S. Navy Reserves. A Navy evaluation outlines everything or close to everything you've done in the past six months or so. They grade your performance on a 4-0 scale. And my score was the lowest it had been since my entrance into the military in 1997. I had had many trials and tribulations that impeded my ability to keep up physically. Not to mention uh, to keep up with my administration duties regarding my career. And on top of that, a rejection not to be able to go inactive. And what you get is a year of resetting. I had been trying to reset my year after I could not go inactive last March. And I let some things go because I figured I was getting out. 
and that didn't happen. And so I never did catch up. It was then God told me to do what I should have done in the first place. And that is request to go ahead and get out of the Navy. I have been wanting and having a desire to go ahead and move forward with my life, with my family, to uh, move forward in ministry and let this Navy thing go. Um, I've had a great time. I've had a great ride. I've been a lot of places, met a lot of people. But God has been pulling at my heart. He said, Ricky, you got to gotta make a choice, man. You got to, you got to, you know, what are we doing? Are we all the way in for my work? Or are you trying to still do this Navy thing? And of course I chose him. And so I began the journey then to prepare to get out. And a lot of folks have not been happy about that. Um, and that's a shame, but it is what it is. And you're going to experience that when you're going through a trans, uh, a transfer. You know, when you're going through a transfer in seasons in life, you're going to experience that. So if you're if you're going through that right now, be encouraged. We all deal with that. And that includes yours truly. I had listened to him read off my evaluation and we shared some casual conversa conversation about it and then the phone conversation was done and he hung up. I didn't say anything to my wife, to my sons. I just kind of got up and walked out the house and I went for a walk. Um... I should have probably said I was leaving, but I think they understood what was going on. And I thank God for discerning family members. Uh, they knew that I just needed some time to be by myself with the Lord. I realized to get what God had in store for me, the victory to move forward, I had to get to the other side. And to do it as per his will. And then I realized. This had to be something close to the feeling Christ had as he prepared to take on the most physically and spiritually grueling in to a person's life. It was there in that park that I went to that I didn't care who was watching or why. And I publicly grieved my situation to the Lord. I didn't yell or anything. I just I just let it out in my quietness in that park. And as the sun rained down on me, I, I bore everything that I thought in my mind to him. I knew he wanted me to get to the other side of this, but this journey had been hard. As of today, I will still have about four weeks or so left to go to the end of my contract. After physically releasing all the stress, the thoughts, the pain, the sorrow to the Lord, I spiritually put on his presence and walked out of that park refreshed 
focused and ready to face the remaining portion of my journey. This is where we find Jesus. He had the last supper with his disciples. He had just told Peter to his face that he would deny him three times. Peter responded that he wouldn't that would never happen. That the disciples said the same. Then they traveled to Gethsemane. And he has broken away from the group to go pray. It is here. On the ground. In prayer, we find some practical truths presented by Jesus. To get to the other side of victory, we must realize that if we put our trust in God, our humanity will get in the way of executing God's plan. The body is a weak vessel, no matter how well you work out, because its spiritual energy is limited. Jesus, for a brief moment, could feel that humanity kicking in, knowing that in just a few short hours, he's going to be betrayed. Hours later, going to be beaten to death, only to live long enough to be betrayed by the same people he wanted to save and he's going to save. Only to live long enough to be nailed to a cross. But that was the plan. He knew this was the plan. It had to happen and could not happen no other way. His end game was the cross to shed his blood and give his life for the sins of humanity. So when he says, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. The humanity in him is creeping out and speaking. Next, when Jesus says, yet not as I will, but as you will, he shows us that to get to the other side of victory, effective prayer keeps us on the path of obedience to God's will. Jesus let it be known that if there are, if there are any options, let's do those, but if there are no options, I'm pressing on. If we can't do this any other way to get the same results, I'm pressing on. Some of us are here. We have been called to a work and the journey to completing that work sent by God has been good up to this point, but the rain has come. Things are about to turn bad or have turned bad. You're stressed in pain. You've been lied on, talked about, unfairly judged, and you are about to give up. But I'm here to tell you that if Jesus didn't give up, neither should you. When he said, not as I will, but as you will, he took himself out of the picture and replaced everything with God's power over his body. He, uh, he knew that his body was going to get beat, torn down, spat on, but it didn't matter 
because he had already prayed for God's will to be done. Yet not as I will, but as you will. He was running on a completely different line of power. Did you know that? This was a completely different power source that no one understood. And when you're completing God's task in your life, you're going to need to tap into another realm of power because supernatural calls require supernatural resources. Supernatural calls require supernatural resources. If God has called you to a work, then you should be praying for him to take hold of your emotions to complete the task at hand. Otherwise, you will never get it done. And if you do, it won't be effective. Finally, to get to the other side of victory, it means that we no longer are targeted for the cross. Jesus has already claimed it on our behalf. Jesus has done the heavy lifting. He has taken the beatings, the scoffing, the mocking, the nails, the spear, the temptation, and we're just walking in his wake. Walking in the wake of Christ is not easy, but no one said it would be. We live in a world that has people who self-identify with anything they desire and Christ isn't one of them. They're going to try to see us come their way and they're going to reject it. Do you actually think these people want us interacting in their space? Do you? I think you know the answer to that. And yes, we're called by Jesus in Matthew 28 to share the gospel and yes, to be good neighbors. But it also means being a light to this world and salt. Don't forget that as you watch people love someone to death. Christ bore that cross on Good Friday and rose on Resurrection Sunday morning. This morning to ensure that we could do more. He requires more than just patting folks on the back and saying, yes, you're living in sin, but I'm going to love you through it. No. Love them through it, plus acknowledge a risen Savior that died for more than what they're giving. This is not a game. Bunnies and chocolate are designed to break diets and New Year's resolutions. There are souls at stake, folks. Jesus Christ has risen. Share it. Speak it. Tom Brady went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and it was all over social media. Let's do the same. What Jesus is doing in this world is showing us the other side of victory. The first side of victory is his presentation of a gospel that we can latch on to. Lessons, lifelong lessons that we can put to practice. A practical biblical ministry designed to reach the person who can't read to the college graduate. He has given us something so current, so relevant, without the compromise that 
anyone can take hold, grasp it, ingest it, understand it, and reduplicate it to the next person. There are no shortcuts. Either you trust God and keep it moving, or you don't. No gray areas with the kingdom. And if you're out there today, and you've been living in gray areas, then a choice needs to be made. Because I know you're looking around wondering what in the world is going on in this world. And maybe it has made you rethink some things. Like, what if I get this virus? What if I'm strapped to a bed breathing out of a machine? What if those are my last breaths? Do I know where I'm going? Should I leave this plane of existence? And even if I survive the ordeal, where do I go when I've been that close to death? You go to Jesus. He wasn't just close to death. He beat death. And on that other side of victory is eternal life in his presence to where you don't have to walk in this world alone and according to their agendas. And no, no more of that. You'll have peace beyond despair. And an unshakable hope. Because of what has been revealed to you in your darkest of hours. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for what you've done for us. For the beatings and the mocking and everything that you endured in your last precious moments on this earth. But we also thank you for taking it and showing us the victory on the other side. You gave us so much while you was here on this earth walking with your disciples, and healing and teaching and constantly teaching and trying to get a world to see the kingdom. So much information you you gave us. And we have victory in that right now because that's information that we're using in this ministry that you've called us to in this gospel that we share. And on the other side of that victory, Lord, you, you took hold of everything that was meant for us that we sure enough do deserve because we're just sinners saved by grace. And then in your grace, you took it all on you to that cross and then showed your power and victory on the other side with that stone rolled away. It gives us a hope that we can be with you, that you have control of it all now, Alpha and Omega, beginning and end.
we thank you, Lord, for still keeping us in your thoughts and prayers. We're we're not the sharpest tools in the toolbox, I'm sure. But we're still useful for some part of your machine. And for that, I am grateful. Bless this day, Lord. Bless those who will celebrate it. Bless those who will seek out information. Bless those who are wondering and bless those who are still lost. Help us all come together one day. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great Resurrection Sunday. And be safe out there.